0: Hey, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first, well, a second, because I tried to detest run, but first with two people. Jake. <laughs> <Indeed. laughs> of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. Dave it Taylor. Is indeed.
1: And uh, look who's back! back, by the way. Hey. Yes, Blue finally, Blue. finally returning to Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat, FM 99 of the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast. I am Sean Hood, and that is Dave Taylor.
0: How's it going? This is what we look like, faces for radio. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah,
1: (laughs) This this, this is us. So, uh, again, FM99 the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast. And uh, in case you didn't know, other than watching us here on StreamYard, there are lots of ways to uh, stay in touch with us and follow along with the show. Uh, First and foremost, you can find us uh, by going to FM99.com and 1069thefox.com. Right over to the media tab, underneath that, it says ESPR. Go ahead and give it a click. It'll take you to our most recent episode. Or you can find us on most of your major podcasting apps. Just search ESPR, and then the word wrestling, it comes right up. And uh, go ahead and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and a review. We'd greatly appreciate it. And then, great. of course, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, outside of being able to, you can comment right here if you join in and we're talking. Uh, but right here at the bottom, you can see it. Follow us at Facebook and Twitter, at ESPR99, and email us at ESPR at 99com Right down there, you can see it going by under my finger now so if you want to go ahead and follow us on all the different social media platforms that is a great way to do that and uh, stay in touch we always want to hear from you guys so hopefully uh we've never really done this before this is a new thing for us if anybody joins we get some actual comments going that'd be nice we'll see see what happens in that regard but we're gonna get things going here and uh we got lots to talk about this week dave and i dave and i haven't had a chance to talk much wrestling over the last couple of months while i've been out of work uh, and no, for the record, I did not have uh, anything. I wasn't, I wasn't sick. It was just over an abundance of caution because uh, I, I have some underlying conditions that make me high risk, so I stayed home. Um, they, they made that possible for me. So Dave carried the mantle while I was gone, so thank you, Dave. Appreciate you keeping that going. You're welcome. Appreciate it. And uh, so I guess without further ado, we can move on into uh, stuff. We literally just wrapped up watching SmackDown. So I guess we can jump right into our SmackDown review, as it says right over. It's backwards, right over here. SmackDown review, <laughs> uh, and so we can talk about the uh, SmackDown episode. And Dave, uh, I, I were you? You said you? I saw you making some things to uh, help us kind of flow through this episode.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you had The um, you know it was it's different because of you know the, the challenges that they have now in doing these shows because they do them in advance, and I know talent is limited, so. Uh, I know one of the things was like the ongoing bit of the night was making Braun Strowman, man, which yes, I kind of, I kind of enjoyed. I don't think you liked it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's
1: okay. It's not, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't love it. I guess is the way to put it. I didn't think it was. <sighs> it doesn't make the universal championship feel like an awful lot. That's kind of where <laughs> I'm at. If this feels like a mid-part
0: feud. <laughs> Well, they did kind of build up the Intercontinental title match bigger than anything, but it was Miz and Morrison being the, you know, the the jerks that they are, you know, the, you know, just being, you know, idiots, if you will, but and causing trouble, you know. Well, I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> I'm fine with them doing that and being
1: those characters and being those guys because that's who they. Oh, I don't want to hear ourselves. Um, and I'm fine with them being that. That's that's who they are, and I, I understand that to a degree. But at the same time. I don't love the idea of them, I don't know, the goofiness just doesn't feel like main event stuff, and granted, I'm sure they won't be the main event match, but it's just, I don't know, when you're talking about the universal championship, it just comes across too hokey to me. That's that's the only way that I think about it. And while that's not going to bother everybody, it bothers me a little bit, just because like Braun didn't have a great start with the championship because, you know, Goldberg was kind of, you know, it was a meh, Two minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, let's, get, let's get out of there. Which we would have got the same match with Roman. I mean, we would have got right. spear, 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 spear. Right, oh, for punch. sure. Super but Man I don't Man know punch. that if this. I don't <laughs> know if this
1: was where they were going to go with Roman afterwards. I have no idea.
0: Yeah, uh, we, we don't know.
1: Yeah, there's no way to know, unfortunately. Uh, Braun. Then he had the fe- the feud with Bray, which was starting to be interesting. Yeah. And then it was the Bray match, which was okay, and then it just ended, and then we were done.
0: Yeah, I yeah, thought, I mean, well, he, he fought Bray, but we're not getting the fiend and you know. At least not yet,
1: which was fine. I felt like it was fast to go to that because the Fiend can't lose that match. No. Um, not after just having lost the title. And yeah. so I don't know, I don't know. It just it kind of seems to be continuing a really lackluster first world title reign for Braun Strowman to me. I mean tonight we went right back to what was the climax of this whole making him mad thing. It was him flipping another vehicle. We've seen that a hundred times. Yeah. As impressive as flipping a vehicle is, the law of diminishing returns applies to everything, including flipping vehicles.
0: It has been a while. So I mean I mean it kind of brings him back. I mean it kind of takes away the goofiness that we kind of had for a while with him. But uh I mean you're saying that like it takes away his seriousness because he's he's flipping vehicles, he's not showing the bad guy that he is. You're right I, covered, in, covered in green slime or whatever that was. The, oh,
1: my God. The green slime. Jesus <laughs>
0: right. Uh, I thought the other thing that was good on the show I liked was I thought Sonya's good showing. Sonya oh, developed. I love that. Um, She's finally, you know, being able to, to wrestle, like, without the, the silliness of, uh, you know, and just more viciousness, which I love. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. It's it's
1: it's. She's being able to be taken more seriously. She's not just Mandy's sidekick. Um, While I like Mandy Rose, I was much more interested in Sonya Deville. I think she's got a ton of upside, and I'm glad they're finally letting her kind of show it some. And her and Lacey go out there, and I think it's like a 12-minute match or something like that. And while it wasn't perfect, it was rough in a few spots, it was still good stuff. There was still, you know, as Vince McMahon would say, it's good, man. (laughs) (laughs) It it was uh, was entertaining. It was hard-hitting and and aggressive. I liked
0: it. You, you brought up a good point. It was a longer match. I know they did the, the thing with the ref or whatever because, yeah, um, you know, the ref bump. But but yeah. it was a longer match. When you give these ladies or or the guys who you know, are used to wrestling three or four matches on Raw or SmackDown longer matches, it does show what they can do. And that that's always been a frustrating thing back when, you know, give Divas a chance when they'd be on for 30 seconds. You're like, well, okay, I, I can't take them seriously now you can give him a chance to be taken more seriously, which, which has been great. And same with Lacey Evans, who's definitely improved from from last year. She's she definitely has shown a big improvement.
1: continued to improve, and I think it's just because she's been constantly in the ring with yeah. these kind of women who can help her along. I mean, you know, she worked that program with Natty. Uh, she worked with Natty a bunch. Uh, I mean, Sonia, I think, is so much better than people give her credit for. Uh, yeah. I mean, she was working with uh, Becky for a bit um she's working with a lot of people who are well above her and she's learning from each one of those those matchups which I appreciate I think Lacy Lacey's on, on the right path what up Chad nice to
0: see you hey, Chad. yeah and, and yeah. It, it helps too because this may be the future down the road you know when, when the when the Charlottes aren't Full time anymore, or uh, you know the Sashas and the Baileys, and when, when do Becky we think comes Charlotte
1: back, isn't going to be full time anymore.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like in like two years or something, where yeah, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just saying, right. like if Charlotte you know takes a break or I'm whatever, like,
1: and... I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, if her dad <laughs> is any indicator, Charlotte's going to be around forever. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Um, that's true.
1: Yeah, but I I don't see I, I see Charlotte being around for a while. But the thing is, is that if Charlotte's going to stay relevant, she's going to need new opponents. And yeah. Sonya will be one of them. Yes. I mean, that's that's part of that. Lacey will be one of them. These will be the people who will be taken seriously as contenders for her, um, which which is good. They need to be feeding people down that pipeline to have top-tier stars. They can't just keep rehashing uh, Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, Bailey. I mean, it just can yeah, yeah. stay that way, unfortunately.
0: yeah. And speaking um, of Sasha and Bailey... Yes, um, you know, I, I was kind of surprised because I thought maybe they, they kind of like were saying oh, like this is gonna be the breakup tonight because it's only been the longest cheese feud in forever. It, how long has this been going <laughs> on? How long has this teased split been
1: happening? For like two years or something? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's um, insane. <laughs> it, I I don't know how they're still doing this and how I'm still giving them the opportunity to do it like i should be like done and turning it off when i see them on there but i keep (laughs) watching it and it's not even that it's great i mean don't get me wrong what all the stuff they're doing is fine but like there's no way that the split is gonna is gonna justify this ridiculous two-year dragging out process
0: no no Um, i i think i think without an audience it's weird because like i think like without the audience i think it helps bailey more Mm-hmm. And a time, because i get because sometimes like the matches the reaction just isn't there because it's crowd fatigue or whatever else it's the place of the match and i think this is helping her out a lot and then you know sasha delivers most of the time and it, it's just weird when you know when bailey pull her out and whatever and you're like what's going on this is going to be it sasha's going to come in and knock bailey out and lo and behold they're freaking champions
1: they're freaking <laughs> Champions. Uh, you know it's funny as i was watching this and i was um I was messaging with my friend, Tina, and she was watching it as well. And she was, oh, do you think it's going to be Bailey Two Belts? And my response was, God, I hope not. <laughs> and um, there you go. she said, why? And every time I say that to her, I have to say, but of course, since I don't want that to happen, that's what will happen. Um, and she was like, why not? <laughs> and I said, because I'm so over this Sasha-Bailey split that they've been doing for so long. And I just want it to be over with. And I don't want them to, to drag all three belts into this breakup thing. But of course, that's what's happened. Now, again, everything they're doing is fine, but having been somebody who's watched it consistently for this entire time, it's the payoff is just not going to be there.
0: They had that chance two years ago when they when and I think and maybe maybe they pulled back. You know, maybe this was the difference when like when Becky did it and the crowd loved it. They said, "Well, we're going to tinker with it," but you know, once once the crowd was saying, "No, stop messing with this," they let it go. Remember, because right. when Bailey attacked. Sasha, mm-hmm. they went. The crowd went nuts. This is like, oh, this is great. This is what we want. And then they, I think they pulled back on it because that was not their narrative at the time. And then you know when when, the, when it happened with Becky and Charlotte, like two months later, they they just let that go. And obviously that worked that well for
1: them. We're talking <laughs> about SmackDown, by the way, for anybody who's just now t- uh, tuning in. And uh, anybody, if you're listening, feel free to throw your comments in there. Let us know what you thought of SmackDown or any of these storylines or really anything uh, at all. But we're talking about SmackDown right down the Women's Tag Team Championships, changing hands, uh, Sasha and Bayley, new champions. Um, I, I mean, do they do, does this just kind of go the short route of we have these champions that have this this stressed relationship and so they only have it for like a week or two, and then they drop it either back to list <laughs> Cross or uh, they
0: drop it to some new challengers or something? That's Well, they can go to Raw now. Mm-hmm. They, can, they can defend the title on Raw. So I, I don't know if, I mean, Asuka is tied up with, uh, well, Asuka is a woman's champ. So you're not going to get Asuka and Kerry Sane unless they want to do Asuka two belts and go that way, which would which pro- I wouldn't recommend. But I don't know, I don't, there's anybody in Raw? I mean, I'm trying to think of a woman's team they well, can fight. Everybody away from Naya. That's my only opinion. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, God almighty. Although I will say this. watching. I mean, it, it's a bad run. She's had a bad run with injuries yeah. happening and whatnot to people. Um, and some of them, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not in the <laughs> business. I don't work for them. I'm not, I wasn't a part of those matches. So I can't tell you definitively that they were Naya's fault. The only people who know that are Naya and her opponents. Um, yeah, but,
0: I, I think Carrie's saying maybe and Naya don't need the fight anymore.. Or yeah, I'm thinking that too. <laughs>
1: uh, the common denominator in this situation seems to be one thing, uh, yeah. one person. Um, but with that whole thing with Naya and, and Kyrie, I will say this watching the video bad. I, I watched it several times and it looks like Naya goes to toss her and it looks like Kyrie just loses her footing and trips and falls forward and kind of catches herself with her face. Um, not the best plan.
0: <laughs> no, no. The it, it, is, this
1: one looked yeah. more like an accident than other things, but it's just unfortunate because Nia has this history now.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, because because she's associated with it, although by all looks of it, it didn't seem like that was, like, Nia's fault. The turnbuckle po- powerbomb, which now they banned that move. Mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, and it maybe it may it's her not knowing her own strength. I mean, Gary's very light. I mean, uh, you're probably yeah. one of the smaller women in the division.
1: Dave, I'm going to go ahead and tell you something as a gigantic person right now. Um, I'm fully aware of the fact that I'm capable <laughs> of hurting other people very easily, and I, I make extreme efforts not to. Um, I think that the hey, we've seen the turnbuckle bomb done a million times safely, but we all we also saw it end the guy's career. Sting, mm-hmm. Finn Balor. We, we used to win Finn Balor, yeah, <laughs> he wins the championship, and he immediately has to drop it the next night because he what dislocated or separated his shoulder. Yeah, or something. yeah, because
0: like, he like, hit the barricade. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and it just, it, you know, we're, we're, you know, a little off topic, but I we, cause we we're talking about Nia and we're like, Jesus, keep them away from Nia Jax. <laughs> Overall, I, I don't know if there's anybody really legitimate to, to be a challenger over there. Um, the Iconics maybe, or I mean,
0: uh, they, they tease that breakup, which they don't need the breakup because nobody's no, going to care no, about them solo. They work better. Well, as a I team. love
1: Peyton Royce, but that's not the point. Uh,
0: um, her, her hair, by the way, she, she does not have, uh, you know, uh, quarantine hair. She is. No, Where she's been going, and it's no, like, like, wow, okay.
1: <laughs> course, yeah. She they show up there, and somebody gets them ready before the show. So, well, that
0: that is true. They do have that, but, but, tremendous job. Done we there, don't have so. that. You
1: guys get our quarantine look. All right. This is what you get.
0: Yeah.
1: Ooh, I wore a hat yeah. just even have two bald guys staring yeah. at me. <laughs> um, Shiny the head. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't know as far as challenges are wrong. Again, uh, the, there's the iconics. There's, I'm, I'm struggling to even think of full teams over there at this
0: point. Unless Natty teams up with somebody, um, impossible. You know, I mean, you know, going to get back in the title picture, and I, where's Dana, Dana Brooks on SmackDown? Right? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't maybe, know. maybe maybe go to NXT and fight somebody, which should be fine. Yeah, let them go back. Let me go back home. You know,
1: right? That would be. Oh, yeah, because, you know, I'm having such a blast with that in Charlotte. Um, <laughs> in any event. We'll uh, so, yeah, so that that, that happened. Um, so, I guess, uh, anything else from SmackDown that you uh, were talking about you wanted to talk about?
0: Nah, Before I mean, yeah. It, Corbin and Corbin and... Um, I got to uh, be honest,
1: I'm still a fan. Of, I'm a fan of Otis. I think it's fun. it's entertaining.
0: It's working, and I wish there was an audience for him. Cause, I wish man, there was
1: it, an audience for him. It, for it, it would fans. be. It works best. You know. um, and I'll, I'll just say this like I do about every time I watch SmackDown. Um, stop doing the Shorty G gimmick. <laughs> that was a good match. but uh... It was a good match. But stop it. Stop <sighs> it. I was saying it to my to my girlfriend earlier when, when I was watching the match. I was just frustrated about the whole thing. And she was like, what? And I said, his, his Shorty G. I was like, they need to stop it. Short is not a personality. No. Like, stop it. Like that's all they have, and it's driving me insane because he's so
0: good. <laughs> he is a good wrestler, and it's, it's weird because they they hyped up. You're talking about speaking of hype, Mojo Raleigh. like like oh man, take this guy seriously, and then you know he, you know, eats the pin. But I, I thought I thought this was the beginning of something with Mojo Raleigh. which um, could we, we transition in the news with Mojo Raleigh's buddy?
1: You know, I think that's a good way to do that. I think you're right. <laughs> let's uh, let's just slide on into. The news, if yeah. you will. Uh, Gronk's delay of game. Uh, so the rumor mill has it that uh, everybody in the WWE during, was, during his very short tenure, um, very short. Rob Gronkowski managed to rub pretty much the entire locker room the wrong way um, because he held up the WrestleMania taping by about two hours because you know, you'll remember the spot where he dove onto to a bunch of people. Um, probably the safest thing that happened at WrestleMania because there was like 40 dudes down there to catch him. Apparently he was scared of doing that. And so Vince McMahon had to go up and do it to prove to him that it was safe. The 74-year-old Vince McMahon had to go do the stunt for the (laughs) 30-something-year-old athlete uh, to prove to him that it was safe. Kick, and, I know,
0: I know you could do the Vince voice, but could you just imagine going? You know, you could just get up on there and just you know grab the brass ring and die, Christ man! <laughs> you get up there, you see all those guys down below, and you just leap off. <laughs> it's
1: it's crutch, man! Uh, and I, I, look, Vince. I they I will say this: there have been numerous people who have said that Vince McMahon will not ask these guys to do something he won't do himself. Yeah. And even at seventy-four years old, that seems to be the case.
0: Yeah, maybe this explains why Brock wasn't on the end of the show. Maybe that, that's why they brought in Titus O'Neil or whatever, because they <laughs> said, "You know what? Enough of this." And maybe that's why, and depending on the order, if they tape these matches, I don't know if we saw the matches in order they were taped. But maybe Braun was or Brock was taped after that. Brock was probably like, "I'm done with this. I waited, let's just get this match over, Drew, and do whatever." Who knows? I, 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 or maybe after forty minutes of the Last Man Standing, they said, "You know what? I am." done <laughs> that was to ridiculous.
1: Um, yeah, Gronk. I goodbye. I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's gone. I'm glad he's back to playing football. Have fun in Tampa.
0: It, it, it can have been. Could have been a sillier way for him to lose the title. I know they got to protect him because he, he can't get hurt, obviously, because he's going back to football. Maybe that was part of this concern. But I'm
1: sure, I'm positive it was. He somewhere in the back of his mind was was considering this. And he decided that he didn't want to hurt himself. And I mean, I granted mm-hmm. nobody wants to get hurt in general.
0: No, I don't no. think he would have
1: been nearly as scared had this not been a possibility for him. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, as for uh, more news, uh, the WWE has now done away with their standard uh, first month free for new subscribers. That's been the case for pretty much in its existence. Yeah, if you signed up for nine ninety nine a month, you would get your first month free. And uh, no more, because now they have unveiled the free tier. And the free tier containing lots of stuff on there. The Bump. Uh, I think the Monday Night Nitros. The old, uh, like, episodes, oh, SmackDowns yeah. and stuff, right? Um, you know, you can watch those catalogs. You don't get to see everything. Like, I don't think you get, like, the twenty, the WWE 24. I don't think you get, um, like, no. you're not getting the Undertaker Last Ride series. Which, by the way, if you haven't watched, you absolutely need to be watching it. Oh,
0: absolutely. Fantastic. Fantastic. So um. Well, you know, I think, and this is uh, the timing. I mean, if, if it happened like two months ago, I think it would have been great, you know, but maybe it was them preparing everything. Okay, we got to, you know, set everything up because you just can't turn a switch and make it free. But I think this is great going forward because you do get some content and then they can sell the heck out of you. You know, the NXT events, the, you know, the SmackDown, the Raw pay per views. I, I, I think that's going to work out in the long run. And then, and then they could also say, hey, we do have. You know, two million subscribers. Not only maybe a million are paid, but we still have that another number that we can. We're still reaching in some way with our commercials, with the pre rolls, or whatever else. So, I think in the long run, it, it will work out. And for those of you that were, you know, changing email addresses and credit card infos every month to watch a pay per view for free, can't do that anymore. So.
1: No. <laughs> Again, we've been saying this from day one. I mean, it's nine ninety nine is a steal. Um, yeah. You just just pay the damn $9.99 and, and watch the network like a normal human being. I don't understand why people won't do that. They, Dave, did you know there's people out there who pay for pornography? What? I, yeah, there's people out there who pay for pornography, but they won't pay for their wrestling. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and
0: wow. And okay.
1: um, so uh, moving on from the news, we'll uh, talk about a little other wrestling this week. Uh, the AEW recap, Dave, did you get to watch any of AEW?
0: I, I watched part of it with uh, Jericho and Colt Cabana and, and stuff, and then uh, Jericho winning with the bubbly, and then the the uh, okay, you have a, to call, calling out Tyson. Did I say orange bubbly? I mean, Orange Cassidy. <laughs> calling out Tyson and getting Orange Cassidy to come out. It was really weird because I know Orange Cassidy is, is on, on his way up. I mean, the interaction, because I, I wasn't sure what to expect, and mm-hmm. I know they kind of teased a little bit of interaction, then Orange kind of being cool and – you know, kind of like this yeah. just disappearing into the crowd. It was very interesting. Um, yeah. Hey, what's what's up with the guy? Because because I'm on and off with um, AEW sometimes. Okay. Who's the guy in the Who's the guy in the scooter? Like they just going back and forth. Like oh, they're they're in the uh, match.
1: He was playing Jericho's music? <laughs> that, that guy. Yeah. That was Sammy Guevara. Okay. Okay. He's okay. just yeah. He was just injured. Um. Okay. Yeah, Sammy Guevara. He's he, he. By the way, he should never sing anybody's entrance again ever. Like, no. <laughs> I get that he was supposed to be bad on purpose, but it was so bad that it it was so bad that it. You know, there's that thing where they hope it comes back around to being good. Like, that's funny. It Never got there. It was. It just. It was bad, and it kind of fell and died in the field of bad.
0: Because I'm just you know. like, what's what's going on? And then he's hanging out on there, and I'm like, okay, this is it's just strange. I know, I know it's part of the inner circle or whatever, but it's yeah. just yeah. You know, are there too many? I don't want to like dwell on this too much, but are there too, because I know the revival came two weeks ago, and right. uh, but are there now too many X WWE guys showing up in NXT or NXT AEW? <laughs> um, I think you can make a case for
1: that, uh, because it was a big criticism of uh WWE, of, uh, I'm sorry, of uh, TNA for a long time, uh, yeah, because
0: you got like the, the B team basically of guys, yeah, but cast I, off.
1: I think. I think the problem is, or the difference is that it's not necessarily. It's not like because you'd see guys showing up in Impact in TNA who were never great. You know what I mean? And I don't mean this to yeah. be. I'm not. I'm not. This is not meant to be a knock. Um, r truth was never a great wrestler, um, and I saw him as Ron Killing's an Impact, and he and he was better, sure. But I mean, I. I'm not writing home about... Oh, oh, you
0: mean when he was, like, K-Quick?
1: Well, I mean, he was oh. K-Quick first. Yeah, first, yeah. Then he was, then he was uh, 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 Ron Killings and Impact, or TNA. And then he came back as Our truth um, You know, they had Road Dogg there as BG James. They had um, Jeff Jarrett. They had, uh, you know, I mean, all these guys who were WWE castoffs, but a lot of them were past their primes. And some of the other ones... I mean, like, they had they, they had Delo Brown in the beginning, and D'Lo was always really good, but he was never quite that top level, but he was for impact, and so, like, it was kind of a dude who was already past his prime, and never, I, I don't know, it's weird to grab a guy who was never better than the mid-card, but is already past his prime, you know what yeah, I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, they they those guys in-
1: And, and I mean, there's exceptions to those rules, of course. They get guys that aren't always like that. I mean, they had Jeff Hardy. When Jeff Hardy was still pretty hot, I mean, granted his own issues going on. But that's irrelevant. I'm talking about, like, he had – you know, he was still in a big spot in his career.
0: Kurt Angle, of course. Kurt Angle,
1: they got him in in his prime. Yeah, Uh, yeah. You know, they absolutely had some people who could could go for them. Um, But then in AEW, I don't see it nearly as much like that. They're not clamoring for – you know, they don't want – Rick Flair to come in and wrestle a match for them. They don't want oh, Jeff God. Jarrett to come in and wrestle a match for them. They don't want, you know, they're not looking for any of these older guys. They're not trying to get uh, any of the guys from, from the ruthless aggression era to come in and wrestle for them in their main event. It's, it's a lot of guys that were either big on the Indies, um, or who really were really talented in WWE, being like the, at uh, the revolution of uh, the FTR, excuse me, they yeah. were, they were, um, um, I forgot the name of WWE already. Revival. Revival. <laughs> I knew. They were the Revival, and everybody knew they were an amazing tag team who was being underutilized. Um, then they show up in uh, AEW, still in their prime. I mean, those guys are both young.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they got a uh, lot of ways to go. But what about, like – John
1: Moxley, who's still in his prime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you
0: know, you got him. You got Luke Harper comes in, and then right away, um, you know, gets a, a, a title match. You, you know, and I know, like, some people are like, well, you know – because you you had two WWE guys fighting, it well, wasn't the main event, but you had that. I'm just just wondering, is that going to be a problem if they go that they,
1: direction? They can't do it forever, um, which they're not. I mean, like their very next title feud now is John Moxley and Brian Cage.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, because yeah, they, I mean, it, 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 yeah, TNA guy, strangely enough, but yeah,
1: yeah, uh, which which that, which was
0: that. weird how that all transpired because you know I should have thought well the secret guy coming in is a guy that's going to win and has a being him. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, MJF they've done a good job with. Absolutely. Um, you know, that that is one. Darby Allen finally Darby uh, Allen.
1: A- uh, I mean he he kinda got this groundswell of support and he's starting to really take off. Um Jungle Boy. Jungle yes, Boy. That that has really been it been Advancing through their their ranks, and, and I was surprised. The way, match against Cody was really good.
0: Yeah, um, the uh the, the pay per view match they did, like he almost went, like was it twenty minutes? It was MJF or who he fought? I can't yeah. remember who he fought, but yeah, I mean twenty minutes out of that is is amazing. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect it to be a squash, right. but I kind of figured it would. Okay, that's going to run eight minutes or whatever. And then but they but they let they let him wrestle.
1: Yeah, and, and it and made I mean, both of them look good. Yeah, um, it, you know, and I think that's the key is they've got these young stars, but they have to be serious about they have to be serious about really pushing them. Yeah, Not just using them for for, you know, we're going to kind of get a little bit of pop, pop out of them and whatnot and then move on and move back to it. You know, it can't always be John Moxley versus Chris Jericho or yeah, you know, Brody Lee or you know what I mean? Um. Don't get me wrong. I understand the point of using some of them. For the shock value and the name value and whatnot, in that instance,
0: it does draw a uh, casual fan. I go, "Wonder what are they doing?" I hear John Moxley's over there. I mean, I mean, they do need a little bit of that, and I get that. I'm not going to argue absolutely, with, absolutely against that in any way. Um, you know, so, so the WWE brings in the big guys. You know, I mean, it's weird because they do have the Mike Tyson rehash, but you know, they had the Gronk thing. They get the press for it. Obviously, okay. Gronk ticked everybody off. It seems from the stories we've heard. Yeah, the Tyson
1: um, thing was a little weird to me. It was, it's a little, this is a little too reminiscent of like that. That's probably the first thing they've done that's made me go, really? Like, really? And then don't get me wrong, Tyson's in amazing shape. He's gotten himself in amazing shape
0: now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's been sparring and all that. And he, it's like, no, not to I wouldn't mess with him ever. But <laughs> oh, no, kind of after,
1: like, it wouldn't be a contest. Yeah. Um, but it's, he had a lot of trouble ripping off a t shirt. Yeah, he did. He
0: a <laughs> it's at bottom that. strand every time. It's at bottom strand.
1: Every time. He <laughs> couldn't do it. And he tried for way too long, and it was awkward. And Mike was allowed to talk way too much. Uh, like, he was allowed... I'm sorry. Don't let Tyson say anything. Tyson is not a talker. He's just not.
0: Uh, I, I don't... That was probably not scripted. to he probably said, here's what we're going to do. And, all right, roll the dice. See what happens. Okay. Yeah,
1: you're always well, going <laughs> to... That's always iffy when you're talking about Mike Tyson. Yeah. Um, I. I'm sure he'll be involved again. I'm kind of hoping he's not though. Uh, I just don't. I don't love that idea. Um, as far as you know, other guys. I mean, again, they've got so many guys on that roster who were big indie darlings and whatnot. I mean, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, uh, yeah. Page, um, which by the way, Kenny Omega and Adam Page back on the same page, and they beat uh, Kip Sabian and uh, Jimmy Havoc in a, in a tag team title match.
0: Yeah, not the guy. Is it not, is it, uh, best friends are fighting, right? Coming up?
1: They're coming it, up, yeah. Best friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: that's right. Because right, they won the, the match. I, I'm still not complete. I know Kenny Omega. A lot of love everybody has. I'm still not 100% sold on him. I, I just I, – I don't know if it's just – you know, if he's holding back or if it's just know, the direction they're taking you, him Or
1: I don't know if you watched it or not. If you haven't, you should go back and find it. More recently, he had a match. I think – let me see if I can figure out which show it was on. Um, it was Kenny Omega and uh, – Uh, Oh, God, I'm spacing on his name. Um, It was uh, Kenny Omega and Pac. I'm sorry, I can't. Or Pac. I can't remember. I
0: think it was a couple of shows ago. Yeah, it uh, was.
1: Uh, But either way, go back and find it and watch it. It, That was a fantastic match. Okay. Um, Kenny Omega is is amazing. I'm not sure what they're doing with the guy. He really hasn't had a chance to just go. Yeah. I, I don't know why that is. He's had a couple of singles matches where he's had a little opportunity to work, you know, through. Yeah. But like he had his match against John Moxley and it was a hardcore match.
0: Yeah. It was not his style. And
1: then it oh. just. And I'm not saying he can't do that style. It's just not what he's known no. for.
0: Yeah.
1: Moxley's known for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's his cup of tea. I mean, that was, and that was just, you know, a, a bit much. I thought, you know, like, this is what they are doing with, uh, you know, Omega and it's like, it, let them be. You know, the wrestler's wrestler, let them have those big matches where, uh, you know, I mean, some of the Jericho stuff was, I thought was great. I mean, I know, yeah. I know we talked about in the past and, you know, more of like that style, although I, I, you know, not 40 false finishes and 20 chair shots or, you yeah, know, well, you finishes, get a lot of
1: that. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a different brand, you know, it's, I know uh, it's more indie and it drives me nuts sometimes, but it's,
0: yeah. Cause well, I, watching private party and uh, best friends and it's like, Really, like, like that match should have ended there, or that match should have ended
1: there, and then like, it just that's how it is with them. There, you're yeah. gonna have those million false finishes and whatnot. And I, the, if I have one gripe about AEW, and it's a bummer because I like all three guys on commentary. I like Jr. Uh, obviously, I like yeah. Johnny, I like Excalibur. I think they're all good announcers, but I think sometimes they're be they get too cute. They're making jokes. They're laughing with each other. At moments where I'm like, I would really like you to be selling me on what's happening
0: well, I, on the pre-show because it was Excalibur and I don't know who was with them, but I was yeah, just yeah, they were just
1: pretty random, yeah.
0: It, but it was it was not, and what you just said was kind of like how I was feeling. It's like, man, you you were not selling me on the show. And I know like, it was Excalibur,
1: yeah, but it was they somebody way too much on the pre-show stuff. Yeah, um, but even during the main shows, I mean, like you'll get these guys; they'll make some kind of inside joke with each other, and you know. I'll get it sometimes. Sometimes I won't. And then other times I'm just like, "What does this have to do with what I'm watching?" Nothing. It's why <laughs> like, I you're supposed to be telling me the story here, not telling me another story that has yeah. nothing to do with this story. Like that's that. I I don't I don't want them to be have somebody yelling in their ears like it happened in WWE. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like somebody needs to kind of help keep them on track sometimes.
0: Give okay, them a little direction. Well, I, I do like. I mean Jim and Tony. I mean obviously you are pros and I, I they got stories. That. They can they, they can tell. I mean yeah. you know this all the stuff because they both go back to the Crockett days and then you know obviously the uh, Tony's briefs at WWE. Then going back when you know, Jim was in WWE. Then you know he's the there for the whole NWO days and everything. I mean they man they got some stories to tell. Oh without a doubt and I do and I do enjoy that
1: a, a great deal. Um, I just I, sometimes I feel like it's not the right time. When when they choose to do that, I really feel (laughs) you could do a separate like with just the two of them, or with Excalibur kind of mediating. You could do a separate, um, um, like maybe a YouTube show or something like that, and call it call it something like from the booth or something like that, and have them telling stories with Excalibur asking questions, and you know what I mean, like so you can actually get into these stories and not in the middle of a match. You know what I mean?
0: And um, can we lose the alien? By the way, side note. Is it Stan later? Yeah, I, I,
1: I, I, I like her, but I just the gimmick's not working for me. No, it's not. It's it's very indie, in, in, and I don't mean that as a knock necessarily, because indie is a whole other world. You you know, different stuff works. It's it's not working for me on national television, where this is just not an established thing. Um, yeah. it doesn't it? Just it's not landing with me. But that's just me. I don't know. There could be people who are listening to us uh, right now or later on who would be going. What the hell is wrong with you guys? It's the best, and maybe we're pretty <laughs> out of touch. I don't
0: know. <laughs> we could be. We could be. All so, right.
1: Hey, well, AEW—they've uh, got another show coming up, Fighter Fest. Uh, looking forward to that one. I mean, at the very least, I'm—I I'm, I'm really interested. I'm interested in Moxley versus Cage. I really am. It's a matchup I put yeah. together just from you know thinking, but uh, I'm interested to see what happens. And I am also very intrigued because I got to be honest. Cage is like a huge, jacked dude. Yeah, yes. But if you didn't, if you notice when you see them standing next to each other, Moxley's bigger than him. He's not more muscular, but he's bigger than him. Yeah. And I'm like, that's interesting to me. Like the the visual kind of gets lost there, because I'm used to Cage just fuck you know. Or, oh, excuse me. I'm used to Cage making people look like uh like 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 diminutive in stature. You know what I mean? I'm I'm used to shrinking everybody and. I get it because he's usually facing people that aren't his size, but you know, I think this kind of really it kind of exemplifies that WWE is the land of the giants because Dean did not look big in WWE.
0: No, well, especially with Roman Reigns being the the big dog and then Seth being tall and everything, right. it, it just he didn't look. You know, well, Dean is kind of looked this people, guy. But,
1: he's around people like Kane and the Undertaker and and yeah. debut <laughs> Ryback, and you know what I mean. It's like. It's just there's these gigantic dudes that you know. Dean looked like a very average dude in in WWE, but walking around AEW, he looks like he looks like a monster next to some of these guys. You know, you know, it,
0: it's kind of weird because uh, you know, a couple of years when he won the go, he won the Money in the Bank, and he won the championship. It, it, I, I always, I mean, and obviously, I, I completely hated the silliness that they did with the whole you're getting the the shots and the gas mask and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, just what they missed with that guy. And the audience loved him, but but they just like that to me. Like if you, you know, a, a list of like five guys, you gotta he'd be in that top five of completely dropping the ball. Now maybe some of that was a little bit of him because he didn't have that one podcast with uh, Steve Austin that was, you know, I, I don't think did did him favors, but yeah, not great. And then they had you know James Ellsworth thing going on, but oh uh, my
1: god, that was so bad. That was so bad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, wow. No. Yeah, um, so in any event, uh, I think we'll move on from AEW now, and now it's time for us to do our preview of NXT TakeOver In Your House. Yes, In Your House is making a comeback. And, uh, <laughs> They're not
0: giving away a house, though. That would be really cool if they went would back cool to that you and, you know, called somebody up. Hey, you want a house?
1: <laughs> you know what's funny is, guys, somebody messaged me the other day, and they were like, dude, how cool is it that In Your House is coming back? And I, uh, my immediate thought was, is it cool? Like it's, it's really. I don't know. It's 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 not. How do I explain this? Like when War Games was coming back, that was that oh, was cool because War Games is is they name the show War Games because there's a War Games match on the show. In your house is is just. It might as well be called cool. NXT Takeover wherever they are, you know. It's
0: well, what the well the old NXT or in your house events were when, when they were in the '90s, they were like second tier pay per views. They were cheaper than the main than the major. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. And, yeah. and they were shorter, like a two hour show. So right. you still, you know, you got like a five well, you matches. you weren't running as many
1: shows back then as you are now. Yeah, but uh, you, you know,
0: it, it allowed them to do a uh, you know something between uh, you know between King of the Ring and WrestleMania or whatever, or between King of the Ring and. You know, SummerSlam, you know, and it's weird because we t- when any of those in your houses ever took place, no world championship ever changed hands. And like, I think like 14 or 15 of those shows, other title changes happened, but yeah, usually, usually it was, you know, the guy was in the tag match or the champion won, or there was like a DQ or some kind of, you know, finish that was uh, a little iffy or whatever. Because like they could, they felt like they could do that in an in your house and have a DQ finish as opposed to, yeah, I don't want that. I don't you want know, that. Survivor Series where it's like, what? You can't do that in the pay-per-view and have a count-out? It's bull.
1: Please keep your good NXT booking going and don't, don't start doing that. Um, yeah. So we'll go ahead and start uh, getting into some of these matches here on the card. And uh, we'll start with uh, Finn Balor versus Damian Priest, which has been kind of a surprise for me that that one's where they were going. Finn yeah. Balor.
0: I, can't, I, can't
1: I can't lay my... my Finger on whether he's a good guy or a bad guy or an in between or he's just facing everybody or, or or what he's still not necessarily being a good guy, but I wouldn't call Damian Priest a good guy.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, Damian does, does, comes off as a heel, and Finn right now is is doing Finn stuff. I guess he's he's there. He is he is there. You know, right. it, it is weird because like you want to take like I can't I'm not saying like I I can't take him serious anymore, but it seems that. Um, I don't like something is missing. I see he came there, he turned heel, and it was like, okay, what do we do now? And I, I still feel like we're in the what do we do now phase. They haven't figured that out yet.
1: I'm a big fan of it. Uh, I'm a big fan of um of of what what Finn has been doing uh, since he came back to NXT because I feel like he has an edge again, and he doesn't need the demon to have that edge, which is nice. Um, I enjoyed him coming in having his first match. Uh, that match with Riddle when it was supposed to be against Gargano, but he was hurt. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that, uh, and then Gargano, the match was good, and then uh, he had that other one against Ilya Dragunov, which was also good. Um, the quality
0: of the matches are, are, are great, but I'm just trying to figure out the overall booking of this, because, uh, right. I mean, he's darker, but it's
1: like, um,
0: wait. I, I do think he
1: needs a bit of an objective, other than just, you know, uh, I don't watch the business, the business watches me. Like, I mean, that's a cool line, but what does it mean? What are you doing?
0: Yeah, you know. exactly.
1: Um, it right near the beginning, he was to- he was kind of mixed up in the world title thing, and then then that went away. So uh, yeah, again, I'm talking yeah. about NXT takeover here. If you guys want to chime in, feel free to throw some comments up there and uh, let us know what your your thoughts are. Uh, but Finn Balor versus Damian Priest, I mean, it's hard to pick Balor. Balor's kind of on on a win streak, but at the same yeah. time, um, I feel like Damian Priest really kind of needs a win. He needs a substantial win because he's really just come up on the losing end of this stuff with uh, uh, Keith Lee and Dominic Djokovic. Dijako- you know what I mean? Well, her,
0: yeah, yeah, the big, uh, yeah. To make yeah, make a couple of matches. What the uh, turn and win the title from Keith Lee, right? Is that, is that the last one? The last, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think yeah.
0: so. Um he needs to win. You know, I, I mean, I, like I don't think it hurts Finn either way. If he wins or loses at this point, Finn's one of those. I think in the spot where it, it doesn't matter. So, I think Damien needs to win here.
1: Yeah maybe, yeah, maybe it's cheaper.
0: Right. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, so, in any event, yeah, I'll go with uh, Damien Priest on that one as well. Uh, up next, we got Tommaso Ciampa versus Carrion Cross. And I, I would like to uh, say, Dave, by the way, I appreciate you calling him Carrion Cross here because in the email you sent me, you called him Darian. And uh, I like um, that's not his name. We'll see we'll see if that's right later. Um,
0: I don't want to play model correct because that was that was typing. But I may, maybe I was. I didn't notice it. Probably not. Uh, well, you know,
1: it, 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 it's right now. Carrying <laughs> um, Cross has got to win this. There's no way he doesn't.
0: Um, uh, does Scarlet help him
1: out here? No, there's no reason, uh, because, there's no because, reason.
0: because because I mean that, that she to me is like is is you know the star in the making here. But I think it works for him having her oh, yeah. so much more than just him him and his own. And Tomasa doesn't have anybody right now. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, let her you know be a distraction in, in some way, and you know, and Karrion can get that victory. I don't even
1: think he needs her to be a distraction. Maybe maybe somehow when like they're in the middle of the entrances or something like that. And I to be perfectly honest, with you everybody everybody's expecting like a five star match out of this. And I don't think you get that. I think <laughs> no. I think Karrion's going to do something like jump Tomasa while he's coming out. I think he's going to jump him before the bell. I think he's just going to slaughter him. I think it's going to be a quick brutalization of Tomasa. And it's either going to be a you know, Karrion Cross wins decisively quickly because of that, or it's going to be maybe Tomasa wins by DQ because Karrion just you know won't stop assaulting him and they they just throw it out. You know what I mean? Um,
0: They're going to be that because this this can continue on. Um. Yeah, you know it's weird because I I think if everything wasn't going on right now, like would some of these guys still? I know they they sent Matt Riddle up, I shouldn't say up, but over to the to uh, SmackDown. But you know, at some point, like I know Tommaso was briefly there, and it's like, well, he's got to come back, or maybe they just want to make sure he's healthy before they give him the the full push. But you know, he's only his window's got to be only so big at this point. Right. But Um, but yeah, I I think Karian either wins or. Somehow,
1: Karrion comes out of this demolishing Champa.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Somehow, so we'll see. We'll see how that go prospect goes. But I'm just for the for the default. I'm just going to pick Karrion Cross winning.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. So we're we're on the same for two matches here. Right
1: up next, the uh, the six woman tag team match: uh, Mia Yim, Shotzi, Blackheart, and Tegan Knots versus Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, I got to be honest with you, the only one here that really I feel like. I feel like Candice LeRae's team needs to win more than the other team. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, because, a, because the oh, heel
0: turns, the stories have been doing with Candice.
1: Yeah, Tegan is a lovable, plucky babyface who never stops fighting, so I think she can bounce back. She's kind of like Candice LeRae was before Candice LeRae turned heel, um, yeah. in the sense that she can lose more than she wins, and people are still going to get behind her because she's likable. Um so Black is entertaining but again i kind of feel like she's one of those ones who, who brushes off a loss and comes back because people have really connected to her and Mia, i feel like is solid where she is she's not going up or down at the moment
0: yeah well, i mean, the thing with Tegan, like i never feel like she's got her comeuppance uh on, on like Dakota,
1: uh, i don't even yeah yeah
0: I, I, you know ever since it is maybe the booking of the rumble or whatever um but it just never felt like and i know they had the one match which is pretty brutal by the way for mm-hmm. for a women's match i i thought but it's like we do no, we need more of this. Like, like, you, you know, I mean, I know they got the six man and six woman match. So maybe there'll be more of a, uh, you know, a, a, what I love to see is like the days when there's those hot feuds where, you know, say like Dakota's in the ring and Tegan gets tagged in, the Dakota like tags out, like, just mm-hmm. like, Hey, you know, just to kind of keep that anticipation of, of this, that continuing again. So, uh, you know, but I, I, I gotta, go with the heels on this one. I love yeah. to see, you know, maybe unless, unless Tegan somehow gets a victory, maybe rolls up Dakota Kai. But with Candice LeRae doing what she's doing right now, that, that team needs a win.
1: Yeah, I think the heels get the win here, especially with Kelly Gonzalez. They've been building her up strong uh, with squash matches as a big monster heel for the women's division, um, and her and Dakota have been have been an effective pairing. I, I just don't think he, I, I don't think they lose at at in your house. Yeah. So up next, it's time for the NXT North American Championship match between. Bask in his glory, Dave. Bask, Keith Lee. <laughs> and uh, Johnny Gargano. Um, I, do I do not know.
0: like new Johnny.
1: See, I like new Johnny. I know you don't like new Johnny. I like new.
0: Johnny. <laughs> um, I, I, I like the new Candace. I like that. I I, I think if she did more of the talking for him and let him let him, he could be. You know, I just I, I'm not. Maybe they need to tune it up a little bit, but uh, I'm not uh, I'm not feeling the new Johnny Gargano right now. I love Keith Lee, and he's my pick in this match. I think he's going to retain.
1: But. Yeah, I don't think Johnny gets the win here. Um, I think – or I should say Johnny doesn't get the title here. Um, I think Keith Lee retains in this match. I don't, I don't think this is the time for him to drop it. Um, it just – I feel like you can drag this out a little bit further if you want to take the title off of Keith, but I just don't feel like this is the match where he drops it yet. Yeah. it It, it doesn't feel big enough yet. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, because and here's the thing with Johnny's character. I mean, he could lose and he can come back. Oh, and have a million
1: uh, excuses for why he lost.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know,
1: the sun was in my eye. There was a dog barking. I couldn't. You know, my back hurt. You know, I slept on the wrong side of the bed. He could have a million excuses.
0: Which is a Johnny I thought we never would get because to me he was like Mr. Wrestling, and now he's like Mr. You know, whiny or whatever. But yeah, (laughs) good half.
1: Uh, then the up uh, next, the triple threat women's match for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, unfortunately, I'm saying this the champion Charlotte Flair <laughs> uh, defending <laughs> Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. And I'll be honest with you, Charlotte's not losing.
0: Nope, she's not. No, uh, Shirai probably eats the pin, and then Rhea and Charlotte have a stare down. It's like, no, you know, if this was one on one, I could have beat you. And I think that's the 100% rematch.
1: where it goes. Yeah. Uh, EO is supposedly getting called up soon, too. Um, uh, the, she's the room great. The rumor is that Io Shirai and um, I think Adam Cole was was slated to come up soon too as well. Um, so we'll see if that ends up happening because actually, believe it or not, his contract is up in August and he hasn't signed a new one. Um, so I, I can't imagine him not signing a new one though. He's he's had a really good couple
0: of years with that. Yeah, I mean the guy the guy's on top right now. Unless you know, unless he thinks that uh, you know his girlfriend. Or is that his wife, Britt Baker? Is that his wife or girlfriend? I think it's girlfriend. girlfriend. Is um, you know saying, "Hey, we, you know, come, come, come work with me." We, you know, I Cody can get you a truckload of money or something. I, I, I would, uh, I wouldn't enjoy that because right now he wouldn't be able to come back for a while. You know, if it didn't work out in AEW, you know. My, my problem
1: is that AEW already has a bloated roster. Yeah. Uh, I saw a number the other day that kind of astounded me, and I wonder if it's true. I, I, I would have to verify it. Um, and it was, like, of everybody they have on the roster. So not everybody you're seeing on TV and and this the other thing, but everybody they have on the roster. And supposedly that number was, like, 83 people.
0: And I'm like, that's, that's a lot
1: of freaking people.
0: For, for one show, not counting the uh, the dark yeah, show that they do. One
1: two-hour but... show a week. Yeah. And, I mean, you get dark, you know, but it's it's – so we'll say you get three hours a week. I mean, but three, yeah. hours, three hours a week isn't a lot of time for, like, 25 superstar or wrestlers, let alone a roster as swollen as 80-something. Um, now, maybe that's not true, but just judging from some of the things I've been reading about signings and whatnot, I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's a big number. Yeah. Um, and I'd be worried that a guy like Adam Cole would get over there and kind of get lost. And not, not to be a jerk, but... I see enough kicks in in WWE super kicks in WWE. Um, I'm drowning in super kicks over on AEW, and I like AEW, but that's just one of the things that drives me nuts. Everybody does super kicks and super Adam kicks Cole and suicide would, dives. Adam Cole would be lost in super kicks over there. Like, he I mean, would be, yeah, he'd he'd he just. I don't think he stands out. I don't <laughs> stand out over there. See, this is the thing in in AEW these indie guys. To me, they have a hard time standing apart from each other because they all they there's a very similar style for uh, several of them. There's a similar look in WWE. These guys who were Indie darling stand out from the WWE system oriented people. And so I feel like they have a more unique position in WWE and it allows them to stand out and get attention because they're not like everybody who is brought up in that system.
0: I, I wonder, like, is it? Yeah, I mean, I'd say like the coaching or whatever. I mean, you know, like when you had Dusty Rhodes, you know, in NXT years ago, taking these guys that were coming in, you know, the Kevin's Jeans of the world, and uh, you know, with the uh, you who know, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose were, and taking these guys and molding them in that, and, and and the lady wrestlers and everything. I mean, I know, I know, like Arn is there, Dean Malenko is there. Those guys to me are like the wrestling guys. Like, you want to learn to wrestle, like. You know, they'll show you a thousand and four holds and everything else. I don't. Is there somebody that is there? Arn, by the way,
1: huh? Did you say Arn? Yeah, Arn. Oh, Okay, Arn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like,
0: yeah. <laughs> Arn Anderson. Cut yeah. out on
1: my end real quick. So oh, okay,
0: like, uh, but yeah, like, but those guys are there and they can teach you how to wrestle. But I don't know if there's a guy there, you know, that is taking you like, you know, the, the promo score. Or this are you know, someone that like, you know, an NXT going. Well, you're going to be Noah Jose. Oh, you get to be. Andrade, you know, there is. I don't know.
1: I have no idea, but I just, I feel like, I feel like Adam Cole stands out in WWE because he's, he's so much different than a lot of the other guys. He's not the biggest guy there, but he has a different style. And again, a lot of these guys, these indie guys have gone around the world and picked up styles from different places. And so that allows them to wrestle differently. Whereas, I mean, to be perfectly honest, a lot of guys in WWE, we see that you can absolutely 100% tell they have never wrestled outside of the U S or outside of a U.S. based promotion, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Um. Because there, you can just look at it and you know, you know, it's 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 obvious.
0: Well, it, it, and that's why usually when a lot of guys came in, they would go to NXT because you know it's like okay, you need to learn our style of how we do this. Yeah. You know, I, I think the only exception was well, I think it was AJ Styles. Right. Who just bypassed? I mean, you couldn't. <laughs> it there. Yeah. Um, I.
1: And I think guys like Adam Cole have excuse me I'm yawning, it's like um have absolutely benefited from going through that program because while he was he's still maintained to have that indie style and uh, style he's known for he's managed to also learn to work it into a WWE program yeah um, so I don't know we'll see this is a long this is a long way for me to go uh to say that I think that uh Charlotte's going to win. I don't know. We, we,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Charlotte beats uh, Shirai. Uh, and then it sets up. Rhea can get her title back down the road. We were talking teams. about
1: Theo going up to the main roster. Yeah. That's <laughs> the get here.
0: Uh, I'm usually the one that goes off on tangents. That was yeah, you.
1: That was me. I haven't been here for two months.
0: Leave me alone. I had things you to get, talk about. you got a lot of talking to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of talking it. to myself if I didn't have Aaron or uh, HR in the show. So. Yeah. So, uh, it, Anyways.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that uh, e, uh, Charlotte gets the win. She probably pins EO. Same thing like you said, yeah. Rhea, like that. You know, you still didn't, you didn't beat me. Yada yada yada. Or or maybe Rhea beats EO and gets the title back, and Charlotte's like, you didn't pin me. I beat you at WrestleMania. You didn't beat me. You See, know there's I mean?
0: a possibility of that too. That's
1: say, a more interesting story to me, because
0: you know, I think I think he just said that because yeah, because Charlotte's like, well, you never beat me? Yeah,
1: because if it goes with Charlotte winning and Rhea, like, say Charlotte pins Rio or, or beats EO, uh, oh. excuse me, um, what's Rhea's excuse? I mean, like, oh, if it had been one-on-one, what, you would have lost. We saw this already. Yeah. You know what I mean? So at least if Rhea picks up the win, Charlotte can play the, you know, you can't beat me. That's why you were lucky that Eo was in that match. You know, uh, to me, that's a more interesting story for them to tell. It does. Then,
0: and, and it also protects Charlotte because they like to protect yeah. Charlotte. And then Rhea can
1: climb that mountain and beat Charlotte next time. You know, yeah. that's just, to, to me, that's the story to tell. But again, I don't know. I, I'm i almost convincing myself that Rhea wins now.
0: <laughs> Either Charlotte retains or Rhea beats. Shirai's getting pinned. Shirai's getting pinned no matter what. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, you Neil. Know, we love you, but um, it's not in the cards in this match. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say just. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Rhea is going to win.
0: You're probably right, but I'm still going to go with Charlotte. <laughs> no, you know what? I think
1: you're probably right.
0: So, <laughs> Just what the last two months have told us. It's it's yeah. the Charlotte Flair show. Yeah. Even no, what, you're not even wrong. We don't like it. You're
1: not wrong. <laughs> so. Oh, no, there's no.
0: one match left.
1: Uh, there is one match left. So give me one moment, please. <laughs> and now for the main event of the evening. Haven't done that in so long. The last chance backlot brawl for the NXT Championship. Adam Cole defending against the Velveteen Dream. If Dream loses, he can no longer challenge for the NXT Championship. While Adam Cole remains champion.
0: See, I I love those stipulations because sometimes they say they can never challenge again. Like Cody could have had that, and like as long as so and so is champion. Can't have that match or this reign, you know, not like ever because it'd be interesting if Cole wins the title back in six months and Dream can't do it. I, you know, Dream is due, it's, um, it's, it's one of the great gimmicks. Um, you know, I think, I mean, obviously, Cole is fantastic and I don't, it doesn't hurt him to lose the title. How long is his reign banned? Man, he said the title, I got, I got, I got to look this up when he won the title, but
1: it's over a year. He celebrated a year not that long ago. Yeah, he you won know. it June June
0: first last year, yeah. so just so literally
1: a year and four days. Yeah. So he, uh, yeah, he just. I think he celebrated the year uh, just the other day on the program. He was celebrating the year uh, celebration. So in any event, um, this one's hard to tell because again, I've heard rumors about both guys being called up soon. Um, and then and then again, if, if Cole's not signing a new contract, what do you do? Do you do you leave the title on him till the end? Do you take it off of him and put it on Dream? But then, if Dream gets called up, you got to put it on somebody else. Relatively soon after, um, maybe the plan is Dream takes it off of him, and he doesn't have it long before somebody like Carrion Cross takes it from him.
0: Wow, I, I don't, I don't see, I don't know if Cross is there yet, but but maybe Dream. Well, not is...
1: yet necessarily, but I yeah. mean, like Dream could hold it for two or three months and then drop yeah. it. You know, Mostly, I mean, it yeah, it wouldn't be shocking. They've had guys come in and do that before. You know, come in and win the title really quickly. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, yeah. for all intents and purposes, didn't uh, didn't uh, uh, was it uh, Joe
0: was it small Joe or was it? Uh,
1: I feel like Joe won it relatively quickly. I feel like uh, I feel like Kevin Steen won it relatively quickly. Kevin Owens, excuse me. Um, but that was like,
0: that was like in the early days though because he had the big few. But like when Drew well, came out, yeah,
1: but still, I mean, like it's not unprecedented, is my point. Um, I feel yeah. like I feel like uh, uh, Bobby Roode did it as well. If I'm, I, he, I, I yeah, he was there a long
0: time, and he had, was he, had to, he had the two reigns. Or was it Shinsuke who had the two NXT reigns? Yeah,
1: uh, that's a good question. Who did have the two NXT reigns? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I
0: think I think Dream wins this one. I mean, I'm fine either yeah. way, um, yeah. but. Um, the man has been, you know, top five star in NXT. And it seems like there's, there's a lot in NXT. This is going on. So mm-hmm. give him that shot for a while, see what happens. And, uh, you know, I think they can kind of roll the dice on some things here. You know, without uh, without audiences and stuff, you know, certain guys winning, it's like, hey, let's see what Apollo Cruz can do. You know, we're, we're getting oh, Without a, doubt. Title, without you know. a doubt. Yeah, okay. This would be a good time for Genoa Hall to win a championship. No it, uh- <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. No way. But, but the certain guys, I think you can, you know, are those certain things that need to speed up, like the guy Sharon Bailey, Sasha, thing, we get that over with. But I think this is this is where you go with dream. And you go, you know, we're going to make this mm-hmm. happen because Cole, you know, can get a rematch or he can just show up on SmackDown or Raw or whatever. I mean, I love to see him fight Seth Rollins on Raw. I think Rollins needs somebody to get the fight where it's not the same style of match or whatever. I mean, his match with Owens was good. He needs something different. Right, this Messiah yeah. thing. You know, he, He's more Brony well, Lee dig, than Brody no, see, Lee's Brody I, Lee. <laughs>
1: I dig the Messiah thing. Um, I'm, I'm really into this. uh This character he's doing right now. And I really like the team of him and Austin Theory and Buddy Murphy.
0: I'm uh, happy for Austin Theory, by the way. There's a guy, kind of like Angel Garza, that just said, hey, you need to do this. And mm-hmm. man, did he step up. Because at first made, I kind of got worried he made, when, when, when they threw him to the side, when they kind of beat up Theory and like... I thought, oh crap! Here we go. This is uh, it's not going to work out for him. But now he's, yeah, no. he's part of this, so you know he keeps keep his uh, full name.
1: And I'm still, I'm still wondering if because clearly we're going the direction of Rey Mysterio and his son versus uh, Seth Rollins, and it'll probably be like Rey Mysterio, Aleister Black, and Dominic Mysterio, yeah, versus Seth Rollins, Murphy, and Austin Theory. And I, I'm I'm halfway thinking that it ends up being. Dominic screws his dad and joins Rollins' uh, group. I can
0: I could see that happen. I, I kind of figured we would get that turn when they both fought like Brock or whatever.
1: Right. I didn't think it would happen with Brock simply because that kid did take an ass. From
0: Brock. <laughs> he did.
1: <laughs> so I was like, I mean, that was so scary to be perfectly yeah. yeah. Um, like you know, we you and I both know that it's 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 a show. But even I'm watching it going, oh, no, leave that poor kid alone. Yeah. But so in any event, I'm with you. It would be nice to see some of these guys move up and give Seth Rollins and some of these other guys, different opponents. Um, But I'm with you as well. I think it's Dream's time. Uh, He's been down there so long, working so hard, uh, and I think he deserves at least one run with the belt before they do anything else with him. Yeah. Even, even if it's a short run, even if, again, he has it for just a very brief time, and then he drops it to somebody like Cross. Like To be perfectly honest, there was talk of Carrying Cross going straight to the main roster. So yeah. it wasn't a given he was going to NXT because they felt like he was TV-ready. Um, so I could see them putting the title on him quickly. Uh, and especially if he comes through this and destroys Tommaso Ciampa, he's proved that he's in the upper echelon at that point yeah. of NXT talent because, I mean, we all know where Tomasa ranks and all that
0: yeah yeah because that, that's a guy that can go after dream or even at some point like if it's not Cole we're like you know Roderick Strong or, yeah. or somebody is, is another guy that you're just that's a like.
1: guy you can always rely on yeah to go out there and and, and have a good match yeah There's no matter who he's in the ring with yeah
0: a complete complete tangent because you mentioned you know certain guys going to the shows the stupidest rule since the wild card rule is is oh, well, you get to go on uh Raw if you're on the SmackDown roster four times in a year, like, like, really? Like, 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 because who's keeping track? Like, okay, Charlotte was on SmackDown like two weeks ago, so and then you know, yeah, I'm NXT
1: know. champion, so it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, and, I,
0: no. and technically,
1: I think it's what it is. I don't think she's a member of the NXT roster, I think she's still a member of she's on Raw, yeah, Raw or whatever it is. But since she's on the NXT shows, and it's like, dude, I don't know. Nobody keeps track. Nobody cares. It's stupid. Can we stop pretending like the brands matter?
0: Yeah, can we, we just say, hey, during this time frame, because of everything going on, we are allowing, you know, limited members to cross over. However, it's still if it's a SmackDown show, it's a SmackDown show. But a Raw guy might show up and be a you know pain in the butt for somebody.
1: I would much rather this coming year when we get to the. Um, survivor series stuff and we're trying to do this again i don't want one i don't want triple threats and this that and the other thing um just make it main roster versus NXT. so like make it instead of a traditional five on five make make it a six on six yeah something like that you know what i mean give me three guys from smackdown three guys from raw against six guys from NXT
0: with a match that means something other than oh the grand wins. wins again I think you know, win.
1: when i spitballed this last year and the year before and it's like <laughs> We came up with several ideas, which I think one of the best ones being like, we were talking about like extra spots in the rumble or guaranteed yeah. spots in the rumble. And it's like, I think that's a great thing to make them fight for, you know what I mean? Like, I think that they would try their
0: damnedest for that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause in the um, losing team could be like, well, now you got to really earn your spot into it and you got to have these, you know, play in matches or whatever, but yeah. But yeah. these guys get, you know, 15 to 30 or whatever, you know, and maybe they couldn't think that far ahead. Cause maybe at the time, you know, they went have. Booked themselves into the corner with the whole Brock Lesnar thing because you had to save all the good guys at the end anyway.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So that is what it is, but
0: or at least it's the maybe it's the winning survivor, not the whole team gets that benefit. So that way, yeah, 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 it's not all six guys. But if one guy
1: but see, for me, I wouldn't just do it that way. I would do it so that your show gets that benefit, and then you the show can determine later how that works, whether it be like say you get like an extra five spots in the rumble. You know what I mean? Like so. Instead of, instead of like 10, 10 and 10, it's like they, you know, you can get, I, I don't know, one brand gets eight, one brand gets seven, the other brand gets 15, you know what I mean? Or, you know, yeah. and, you know, something along those lines. And it can be used to do something like where, so there's five extra spots in the rumble and it can be divvied up. Like if they just want to be randomly selected, they can have their own tournament to, to determine who's going to be in the, uh, the, the rumble Do whatever you want, however you want to decide those spots. But I feel like if you make it point-based throughout the night, like they like to do, then it gives you a reason to care who gets points.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it's like, all right, NXT wins and, you know, are are the one year where they completely screwed up when SmackDown won the pre-show. But they didn't count that towards the total because (laughs) none of the producers told the producers of that match what what the plan was for the night. That was so stupid. But in any event. There you go. That is,
1: uh, that is that. We, we covered a lot of ground tonight just because we haven't covered a lot of ground in a long time. So we, yeah. uh, we kind of needed to catch up and, and do a little BS and get through this. But we did. We got through it. Uh, that is our preview for NXT TakeOver In Your House, which is on tomorrow night. As a matter of fact, it'll be wrapping uh, up. Is it Sunday night? I'm sorry, Sunday night. I'm thinking. It's yeah,
0: yeah it's a Sunday night NXT event because you don't have to uh, I, deal with I, the uh, – <laughs> you know, uh, wwe event you go back to sunday
1: go back to saturday nights i like that better because because you can watch watch it yeah Yeah. uh but in any event so sunday night so two nights from now uh it'll be wrapping up and uh we will we will uh that during that week give you a review of that and we'll uh discuss more stuff coming up but i mean i'm really looking forward to the show i think it's a good card top to bottom and yeah i think uh i'm really excited for it so it's
0: yeah
1: gonna be fun and it's nice to be able to talk about all this stuff again because i've been driving my girlfriend insane for two months
0: <laughs> and we got backlash coming up next weekend so so
1: yes yes so all right well uh, that's it for the show this week uh, thank yeah. you for watching slash listening uh yeah, make thanks sir, be-
0: everybody out there appreciate it nice to have you back it was uh thank you thank you it was, you it was- know it was it was uh It's weird reviewing a show By yourself sometimes Oh oh,
1: yes it is (laughs) is. Uh, Just remember you can find us in all your major podcasting apps Just search ESPR and wrestling Uh, Give us a 5 star rating and a review We greatly appreciate it And as always go ahead and follow us right down here Got that information scrolling along the bottom Follow us at Facebook and Twitter At ESPR99 (laughs) Email us at ESPR At FM99.com That's how we want to keep in touch with you guys and until next week, uh, just remember, watch NXT TakeOver in your house because we're going to be talking about it. And don't forget to eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat.